Welcome to She's the Brand Podcast. My name is Paula and this is our space. Us smart, ambitious women who want to build personal brands that allow us live out our versions of success. If that is you, join us on this journey. Join us on all the platforms and come along with us as we learn how to position ourselves for all the opportunities. Hello everyone, this is my friend Emma. Everyone, welcome how to she's the brand podcast and this entire episode came from me realizing that our conversations were too good to be true and i know that not everybody has the chance to have a girl chat mm-hmm. so we're going to have the girl chat for you and then pick whatever it is that works for you and your career and your growth and your yeah. life this is first for me as well Mm -hmm. this is a first for me because i'm usually recording alone or if i have a guest on the podcast it's Mm -hmm. usually like zoom but now i have hot chocolate i have cookies i have yes (laughs) yes it's a first for me as well you're welcome thank you i was going to ask you for an intro but i'm like can you introduce yourself tell me because me (laughs) all right i know emma i've known emma for like forever we were friends as kids and yeah. just watching each other grow up right mm-hmm. it, it's been an experience and for me it is reconnecting as adults now mm-hmm. with very different careers she's a lawyer as well yeah that was not planned guys <laughs> it was not planned <laughs> but um, with different careers but still like the same drive the same mm-hmm. mindset and all of that so i yeah. feel like that's i have mad respect for it i'm sure you already know know. thank you so will you introduce yourself (laughs) while i have my hot chocolate oh wow (laughs) (laughs) hi everyone my name is emanuela senlong um i'm a lawyer as paula said (laughs) but she's um a professional in the oil and gas regulatory sector what is it like working in regulation so it's exciting, honestly, because obviously you know that I practiced for like two years before I went in-house as a regulatory mm-hmm. lawyer. So it's demanding. You see it on my Instagram. <laughs> like my schedule can be very interesting. It can go from like a normal nine to five and it would go from literally like an eight to two a.m. Yeah. <laughs> and like my weekends are taken and all of that. But it is exciting. The exposure is really amazing as well. Um, I used to work with the legal team like directly to do like legal stuff. But last year, I I was moved to like a new unit. Basically, we started off a new unit and it's called compliance and enforcement. So currently. I am a compliance and enforcement officer, right? And that, I will tell you guys, is amazing. I love it, but I complain about it every single time. (laughs) It's like a love-case relationship. So it gives you that exposure. It keeps your mind running. You're in deliberation, so you have to think on your feet. And sometimes you're obviously older people, but then you just have to like stand your ground and argue. (laughs) So it's, it's thrilling. It's demanding. It's it's all of it it's, it's like a full package like, yeah there are good days there are bad days there are good things there are bad things about it but all in all it's it's amazing okay. i thank god for that i feel like i need <laughs> to say that i thank god for that because i feel like there's so many people out there that would kill 
you know to just have this opportunity and then god thought that i was that perfect person yeah. for it so every single time i'm complaining i just find myself telling myself like auntie yeah you better thank god there's no time the glass <laughs> yes exactly so yeah um what do you think prepared you because god prepares us for the places mm-hmm. that he puts mm-hmm. us eventually so what do you think growing up or like prepared you mm-hmm. to for this role nothing prepares you <laughs> like like i would say that right like i don't think anybody can be too prepared and this happens with like different aspects of life you want to start a business you want to apply for a job you want to apply for school and then you just keep preparing and then somewhere back of your mind there's this fear there's this oh my god what am i doing so nothing really prepares you you just do your best mm. you know i feel like for me i you know how it is when you study law right everybody just thinks it's like litigation yes. so growing up when the First of all, I don't even know how I said I decided to study <laughs> but it just happened and then people ask me and I say it was a calling and I think I'll stick with that. I didn't think I planned for me. You know how when you're growing mm-hmm. up it's like I want to be a lawyer. I never had that. I wanted yeah. to be a doctor, I wanted to be an economist, I wanted to be an accountant. <laughs> but not a lawyer. <laughs> but not a lawyer. And then at the dying end it was just like, Okay, I think I think this is what I should do. Mm-hmm. So and I, I so because of that it's difficult to say from growing up you know what prepared you for that but i would say just sticking to your dreams so the moment i decided i wanted to be a lawyer and everybody was just thinking about law as litigation litigation you just go to court that's just what yeah but deep down in my heart i felt like there was something more than that and then i started to research like what the lawyers do um well, cool lawyers, yeah, you know, that kind of because stuff. they want to be cool, yeah. <laughs> obviously, it's like so you look through those things and then you just tell yourself, okay, I'll just do the basics, you know. Um, then obviously, so I would say what prepared me was just doing what I was supposed to do mm. go to school, read, yeah, graduate, and then I decided to do a master's, right? Yeah, so it's all of those things, but deep down in my heart, like I was like, okay, what do you really want to do with this thing? And from the one, I knew that I didn't want to be a litigation lawyer. Like, I, I don't have anything. I respect people. Who yes, do it, but it's not you. <laughs> but it's not me. I don't have the patience. Yes. I don't have the patience for it. So, um, I think you have to always ask yourself where you're headed. Like, where do I want to go to? And then, what roads do I need to take? You know, what routes do I need to take? Those routes, what do I need to carry? What do I need to wear? Yes. Like, there's just so much that goes into it. And that's why it's very difficult to say what prepared you because nothing can ever prepare you. But you have to do the best that you can so that when you're hit with it, you hit the ground running. Yeah. That makes sense. Yes, yes, yes. In fact, you have touched where I really want us to go because okay. the other day we were having lunch mm-hmm. and you were telling me about the five year plan that you made. Oh, yeah. And it really struck me. Like, mm-hmm. I remember I told you, I'm going to go. I haven't done it. But I'm going to go. I think I need to start that. asking like every day. Yes, this is my coach. Like this is my. <laughs> She's making me make a career plan, but she had five years ago a career yeah. plan. I don't know yeah. if it's five years, but like. Yeah. Okay. So basically, right when I finished school, my dad pushed me to do a master's, and I, I was open to it. So I did a master's, and then he wanted me to do a PhD. I'm like, nigga, <laughs> <laughs> my brain is fried. I don't want to get yes. So at that point, I knew that I wanted to work. And then I moved back to Nigeria. And so this is the funny thing. I moved back in January. Law school wasn't going to start till June. Mm. But the day I called my dad and told him, I'm moving back. I've decided to move back. I said to him, find me an internship. Because I just did not want to be useless. Mm -hmm. Right? I just had this. 
okay the biggest fear i had in thinking about what i wanted to be or where i wanted to be was having an empty cv yeah okay so it's connecting now yes, where yes. you want to be and what you need to do to get there so in my head i just knew i didn't want to do anything litigation i wanted to be in-house um i wanted to just do something with like transactions and mm. stuff and just like you know work for companies yeah. <laughs> and whatnot so it was like okay what do you need and then when i started to look at what like some of these companies what do they actually look out for in a in 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 like the recruitment process and then even during school i would attend like recruitment um fairs and stuff just to have conversations yeah. like recruiters and like know what it is so from the get-go i had a rough idea of what i wanted to do where i wanted to be and i knew that the most requirement for those things was like a full cv a full meaningful cv yeah. and honestly that was why i moved back to nigeria because when i was in the uk i felt like what what was keeping me in the uk at the time i asked myself this is something i could put in my cv in the next year and, that's and it was wasn't really and i was just like it doesn't make sense why am mm-hmm. i staying in another man's country just yes. no, i was like my eyes were on the ball like you knew I, exactly yeah, what you so wanted i just said to my dad i'm coming back please you know i need an internship just help me start putting in the word and stuff so i came back end of january i started my internship first week of february mad <laughs> yeah and i literally worked till june ended like maybe third week of june went to law school in july for bar one before mm. yeah so i did law school and then finished now in between law school we had the what was that thing they call externship yeah i think yeah, yeah. those things so yeah, basically yeah. like an internship mm-hmm. and during the internship i would ask other lawyers like oh what do you think did you ever want to do litigation because obviously they put you in court they put you in a law firm so i was asking these people just because obviously at the back of my head i really wanted to do to not be in litigation right but I see people doing it. What's yeah. keeping them? So I asked, I would talk to people and I will tell them, oh, I don't really like litigation. I want to go in-house. Every single person I spoke to would tell me that I needed litigation experience okay. for it. So already I'm like, okay, this is where I want to be. I want to work in a company. Mm. But then they're saying I need litigation experience. So it means that that dream of, oh, I'll just finish law school and apply to a company. Yes. It's not going to work because... I have an upper hand if I have litigation. So I used my NYC year and the year after mm. to, to be in a law firm. It's the way you stayed on track for me. I think the only way you can stay on track is if you know where you want to go. Yeah, so I think I feel like I'm 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 digressing too much and giving too many details. Let's, let's get... But to basically answer your question is okay, so the question is. I, or, or what you have to ask yourself is, what do I want? What do I really want out of this life? Where do I see myself in five years? And it's it's such an easy question that people overthink about because you're first thinking about what do I have to do to decide yes. where I want to be? No, just think about what you want, what you, where you want. For instance, saying, I want it to be in an international organization, but for you to get to an international organization, you need to show regional experience. For you to get regional experience, you have to show in-country experience, you know. And the in-country experience is like, okay, big places, right? But before you get into those big places, you need to start from the home. Yes. So it was all of that, right? So first things first was, and I think it's it's like people, so I couldn't start to say, oh, I was going to plan for 15 years, like ahead. That's a lot. Like (laughs) the element 
mm-hmm. would come into play and would throw you off. So I feel like it's those small plans. You know how when people say, oh, start with small plans, small goals. I think it's very true. So once I did that internship and everybody was telling me, oh, get litigation experience, my first plan was my two years plan post-call. Yeah. Basically. And I was working a lot. Oh, so there was a two year plan. Yeah, before. so it's yes. Okay, when we're talking okay, about okay. I feel like the context <laughs> we're talking about, then I said something about the Yes, yes, plan. yes. So the two year plan was within the two years start to gain litigation experience while applying to places, right? And then I said to apply, I said to apply, and then thankfully this came up. I yeah. applied. And it's so funny, right? I did two years litigation and I started to like it. And I said to be like, should I? Maybe. I think, I think I think maybe, maybe. But there was one of my mentors during internship when I spoke to who said do the litigation, but she said to me, I'll tell you a secret. Do not go past three years in litigation, you would not leave. So ah. I feel like that also kind of helped. I still hear her voice till today. Yeah. In my head, it's like, keep your eyes on mm-hmm. that goal. If it's something, because when she spoke to me, she could see that I was genuine. I had done my research. I was like, I don't want to do litigation. Mm. So I made sure and tried and told myself, tops three years and I'm out. So you don't want to put yourself in a position where you're not preparing. And and I would say, I'll put in the God factor here. So yeah. I don't want it to seem like, oh, I did all these things and it just yeah. worked. I know people that have put on more work than I have and are not where they want to be, quote unquote. But I would always say that's where God wants you to be at yeah. the time or at a phase, right? So I did my two-year plan, started NYSC, made sure I left. So I was even posted to Acquire Boom. And everybody was saying, oh, Uyo is nice, just stay. Mm. After camp, I redeployed back to Abuja. I was like, there's no law firm for me in Uyo. Yeah. Like, I'm coming back. It's not about fun. Like, <laughs> I literally remember telling somebody, I do not want to waste my yes. NYSC. Yeah, that's the one year I need to get that focus. experience. Where are they yeah. selling this focus? <laughs> <laughs> so I did that, got a law firm here in Abuja, redeployed, and use that nyc year for in a law firm then the year after so literally from the one of being in that law firm i started applying for jobs mm. and trust i didn't even make any <laughs> in that first day because it's like what are you showing that mm. you know and i would always also go for um positions that were not so graduate training pos- positions young professional positions intern positions you know just positions that don't really ask for a lot so i feel like that's something people also so you need to do it stage by stage yeah because you can imagine me at that point applying to an international law firm or international organization with what you know so that's why the yes. little plans those are the things that yes, build up exactly so i did the two-year thing and then thankfully god so kind to me i got this job right and then went straight in-house now, the moment I got a house, I had basically said, okay, two-year plan, mm. gone. What do you now want to do with the next year plan? Now, this is the funny story, and this is why I'll tell people, it's very important to make small plans. In the small plans I was making post two years, I was only applying to the financial sector. It's the okay. funniest story. Yeah. Because my goal was all of these things. But maybe something I didn't mention was, the sector mm. i was into like finance my thesis was on like finance yes like, i just anything money <laughs> we went for the money. i'm there anything where they would tell me to come account money <laughs> that's where i was okay <sighs> so um so even when someone sent this message to me or the this recruitment i was yeah. like eh, uh, 
Mm. It's oil and gas. Like I never thought about it. I ran away from it. Even during masters, every Nigerian I knew was doing something in petroleum, something mm. oil and gas. I didn't do that. You know, I just did something international business law. Also because I was like, don't do anything that's restricted. Yeah. You know? So then I go into oil and gas. So this this is what brings me to don't make long plans. If I had done a ten year plan and said I would be in a financial sector, maybe I'll get into CDM, mm. I'll get into Amcon, I'll get into SEC, you know, places like that. I would if you're not in Nigeria, these are some of the top <laughs> financial um, institutions. institutions here. <laughs> so it would have held me back from applying for this oil and gas. It would mm. have grounded me more, you know, and then I would be too rigid to say, oh, why should I apply for oil and gas? Yes. You know, that's not what I want because that's not in my plan. The first plan was just apply to places while doing the two-year plan, you know, while carrying out your two-year plan. Yes. So I did and then got into oil and gas. Yes. So obviously at this point, it was time to now do my five-year plan, right? And it's like, okay, in five years, you're going to work here. Because when I started to look at other things I want to do post five years, the minimum, they would look for from this type of role or experience mm. is around three to five years. So I'm like, you know what? Do a five-year thing. You because did your three homework. Years, <laughs> I feel like you just really need to research. You mm. know, I feel like I can talk about this like for a whole day. I don't want to drag more. <laughs> Honestly, it's just doing like the bits and pieces. Like ask yourself if it's a business. I know you do a lot of people like entrepreneurs. So if you want to start a business, okay i love plants so let me mm. use that as an example yes right? i love plants i dream one day to have like a massive farm Paula, we've had a conversation <laughs> about this but literally like if i'm planning to have a massive plan um, a massive farm i can't start to say oh i want to start that massive farm today it builds up so what and what do i need to even get there yes. you know it's like you have to get a land you have to start small you have to learn then mm -hmm. you have to do it small so that you learn from those experiences imagine let's say i hit the jackpot and i get 10 million today and i invest the entire 10 million because yeah. i also have a big farm but i don't have i haven't made those mistakes so you're literally yes, making no mistakes experience. with the big money yeah. you know you're taking those big steps and mm. the fall will be hard so you need to take the small steps then take the big steps mm -hmm. then you can run and then if you want you can, you fly. can fly oh my god she's <laughs> <laughs> flipping her head <laughs> welcome to my tech talk everyone <laughs> but um, i'm even going to veer off track now okay. because you said something about mentors okay. about a mentor you had mm -hmm. whose experience allowed you to not make the mistake yourself yeah so how did you get there? How did you get her to be a mentor for you? Okay, so... And what do you think is the place of mentors in a girl's life? A lady who is trying yeah. to do the best she can yeah. with what she has. Like, mm -hmm. wh what's the place of mentors? So for think? me, like, how did I get there? Honestly, this was just like a senior colleague in the law firm. Yeah. And I just walked up to her. I had asked her a couple of questions. And I think around when I was leaving, I said, this was before I went to law school, the internship mm. period. And I said to her, I was like, Ma, I'm going to disturb you oh. because I want you to keep me on track. That's just what I said to her, you know. So maybe I didn't say, oh, be my mentor. But mm -hmm. looking back now, she was. She was yes. someone I looked up to, someone I felt very comfortable with. Someone yes. that when I spoke to did not forcefully tell me what to do what to do it was like this is what you want to do these are the mistakes you shouldn't make you know make sure you stick to it 
so that brings me to the rule obviously mm. like the rule is not to force you to do stuff but to guide you like to people before us have fallen we have fallen the ones that will come after us will fall you know we're gonna put that on a quote <laughs> oh my god you're weird <laughs> so i just feel that the role of mentors is it's it's a very important but often misguided role like you yeah. have people that might be too opinionated and they feel like oh my god i'm your mentor and i want you to be successful like i, I have this like you're now my dream you project listen, yeah. and then you don't listen to the person's dreams and then it's like some people make the mistakes and they are forcefully trying to correct those mistakes through you mm. but not letting you ex- have your own experience yourself so i think yeah mentors are there to guide yeah. are there to keep you in check they're like your accountability accountability yes. partners yeah. yes yes with a bit more experience than you well, of course <laughs> yeah where do you think the place of work ethic is for a young professional because i do i know part of my audience mm-hmm. they're building brands but it in career like it's not mm-hmm. business it's not entrepreneurial yeah. is uh yeah like professional mm-hmm. work so work ethic mm-hmm. let's just touch a little bit on okay. that because we want the life we want the mm-hmm. soft life we want mm-hmm. the baby girl life mm-hmm. but um where does the work come in and you know okay why do you work so hard you need to be true to yourself <laughs> <laughs> i want well i think i found myself in a place where i needed okay no i don't think i needed to work hard if i chose not to i I would you might have gotten away with it yes mm. i would have but this i need to mention my dad here yeah <laughs> growing up honestly like i can't even remember how far back but it's been there in my head you have three things my dad would tell us pray hard work hard and be honest and everything will be okay with me in life like he said that to us every single time at every opportunity he had so it was just there work hard work hard and everything you do work hard Mm. so for me it's not even just work ethics honestly if you don't put in the work in any other thing that you put your mind to you can't do it with work you can't do it with career you can't do it with business so i feel Mm. like it's just put it behind your head that this is what i want it's not going to fall on my laps people say oh is the God factor, yes, but God will not come down and do the research for you and mm. try to build a network for you. But He would send somebody somewhere where you're supposed to be, and the person would ask you certain questions. And you should he's not know asking God, yeah, yes. so you should know. So for me, it's like I would say, is that principle my dad had with us from a very early stage, like that pray hard, work hard, I don't play with you, and obviously, mm. like just being honest with your work. So for me, it's like being honest also goes back to are you working hard like are you do you deserve this money like people yes. take these things for granted it's like oh i'll just come and faff around i'll still mm. get my salary at the end of the day but i feel like that's been a bit dishonest because mm. do you honestly believe that you, you deserve, deserve that Ooh, right okay, okay so it's for me i just feel like that's what what guides me through you know and I think it's also just wanting to have that sense of fulfillment at the end of the day. Like, I don't want to... And people are different. People are okay with doing the very, very minimum. But again, that goes back to that plan. Mm-hmm. If you have that plan and you have that goal, and you know that you want to... You say, oh, I want to work for WTO. 
oh i want to work for world bank yeah boy you think you're going to go to world bank and not work <laughs> like you would walk your yes. ass out you know so it's like you have to build it's like oh I, I want to build a network i want to go for this conference and be able to talk to people you're not talking to wood you're not talking to paper you're talking to people that are very knowledgeable people that will throw one simple question at you and if you, you better know yes oh, oh, if you started there's a problem like they're just like okay this one does not know what they want chica it's different nobody expects you to know it all nobody expects you to even have full full answers to a lot of questions but just show that you're doing the work you're doing the barest minimum in that sense you know yes. so for me that's it i just feel like have the eyes on the goal stick to that plan and that plan is you have to work hard you know yes, to grow. you have work. to show the expertise that you think these people would need at the time when you're applying to these places or when you're meeting people if you're an entrepreneur and you want partnership with same people you're not talking to paper yeah. <laughs> i would say that you're not talking to wood okay you're talking to people who have put in the work like if you're talking with brand managers and stuff yeah. like that like they are being paid for this thing like so you want to go and tell them you're partnering with them what are you bringing to yeah. the table what are you bringing yeah so if you don't want to have work ethics if you don't want to work hard then it means that you just want to be where you are like you don't want to yeah. grow so i feel like you can't sit back and say i want to be this i want to grow i don't want to be like this in two years and you're doing the same thing yeah if you don't change nothing is going to change getting to round up but i'm just so excited because i feel like even the listener is thinking, my God, thank God I tuned into this episode. I'm sure by now, like, you can see why I had to get her on the podcast. Like, <laughs> it's not um, very often that you find young women mm-hmm. who are not in the influencer space or, like, in the, um, yeah, the online entrepreneurship mm-hmm. space. Mm-hmm that are speaking out about their journey so i feel yeah. like this is really important because there are women that have not are still in the offline stage yeah. of their yeah. personal brands mm-hmm. right so i'm not going to come and say everybody you know is has online right now yeah. has to be online right now because there's the work that goes in before you even Get launch there. yeah before yeah. you even yeah so yeah. my next question is mm-hmm. how do you invest in yourself because you do not get all this wisdom without some form of deliberateness so how do you invest in yourself okay so first thing i'm going to say to you guys this is like some people might find this weird right but research (laughs) and what i'm saying you're going to find it weird is if a question pops in my head like honestly no matter how stupid it is like why does salt kill earthworms? Like I would, yeah, I would research that's a good on question. it. I yeah. don't have an answer for it. Like, honestly, like it's like the weirdest things. Like I see something happen, I'm just like, oh, why did this happen? You know. Mm. So you just start off from there. I think. Like I always had this thing. My greatest fear is the unknown. It, yeah, I just fear not knowing. Yeah. Like when I'm working, like when I have a meeting scheduled. I want to know what this meeting is about. Mm. If you if you remember when you told me we were going to do this, I was yeah. like, what are you talking about? Just so that I can prepare. <laughs> so for me, it's like, again, I'm going to keep going back to that goal and that mm-hmm. plan. Like, you cannot, there is not a single person that is an island of knowledge that has a monopoly of knowledge. Mm. And so is the space that you're in. So if 
for instance you're in abuja let me use myself for instance i'm a lawyer i'm here in nigeria Niger the nigerian legal space does not have the monopoly of the entire global legal knowledge yeah. a lawyer all the way in the uk all the way in the us all the way in brazil all the way in india if you put this like five lawyers from these different countries right in the same room with the same question their approach will be very different yeah maybe it will have the same legal tune to it but the approach the analysis of the issues will yeah. be extremely different why because you have cultural differences you have political effects on it mm -hmm. so for me it's like knowing that whatever you think you know now it's not all that you need to know and if you're saying oh i want to meet this person i want to be here i want to go out i want to network it's like okay if i'm meeting this kind of person what the kind of people that are coming here what do they what do they normally do yeah so you, you read up on that so for me i would say i build that capacity from just trying to research trying to do more trying to not just you know do your work go home do your work if sometimes that works sometimes that's enough you know but sometimes i just feel like do more another thing that i would say has kept me a bit grounded is the books that i read so again i think that's i mentioned to yeah. you, i was like i don't like fictional novels like all those romance novels i tried mm -hmm. when i was trying to build like that reading habit it was so difficult i just did not like them and i started to say ah, maybe reading is not for me until I stumbled on autobiographies, until I stumbled mm. on philosophical books. So those books would share, autobiographies is like you talking to somebody through a book. Yeah. That person is telling you Ooh, their journey, nice. that person is telling you when they failed, how they got around mm. a very mm. dramatic place, you know, things like that. So I just feel like it's reading some of these things and then just putting it into perspective. Like you read something, you find something interesting and then you read through it yeah. so recently i've just grown to love like asia like japanese okay. i for my k drama fans <laughs> for my k drama fans hey there how you doing that, let me tell you that's so, exactly what she's going to do after this podcast yeah, she's gonna watch guys, drama. i'm just gonna sit down with maybe a bowl of pepper soup or another mm. cup of hot chocolate and just binge on my k drama but yeah so for me it's like i start to watch k drama and i just like like korean culture mm. and i just had to read up on like korea japan and that opened me up to some of the books that i've been reading on like japanese secrets for long life or yeah. life of fulfillment you know and i just picked up on that and mm. just kept reading books like that so like books like wabi sabi yeah. books like ikigai jige so i feel like that's just what i do because honestly with the work that i do the last thing i want to see is book <laughs> another book like even my colleague literally said to me that i don't know how you leave this job and go I'm home and read another book <laughs> so for me it's just finding something that adds that little purpose so it doesn't have to be me reading legal books again mm. but it's me reading something outside of my comfort zone just so that i have this little knowledge yeah. you know yeah and then i just do some research like if i've worked on something at work and i saw something maybe in the course of me reading up and i'm like hmm i should invest i should mm -hmm. really you know think about that I don't want to sit here and say take online courses because that's one <laughs> way but we're still backing i start online courses and i like my workload is just too much and then yeah. i just can't like finish off so. i think it's great that mm -hmm. we're exposing many other ways to invest in yourself beyond yeah. just buying a course or hiring yes. a coach or like yes. there are things you can do on your own from mm -hmm. home yes. like first steps or even 
um, complementary steps yeah. before you get into the whole yes. courses and yeah. all of that. Can I add so, something? yes. I think something I didn't say is reach out to people. When you go out on conferences, honestly, don't just take what they feel. Meet one person, take a number. When you take that person's number, follow up with a phone call, a message, or an email saying, mm. Oh, this is the person you met, you know, blah, blah, blah. and then try to strike off a conversation on a particular topic. So that leaves some sort of impression on that person. When you follow up with an immediate email, that person already has the picture, has, oh, this is a person that spoke about this, you know. Yeah. And then before you, you know, you kind of build that relationship. So along the line, I think I met a couple of people that um, maybe at conferences and I'll still email them or when they're in town, I'll go out for lunch and then just bounce things off them, yeah. you know. And I, I, so I think that's what I was trying to say when I said no man is a mm. and I digressed a bit. So yeah, I feel reach out to people. Don't think about every question or any question you have in your head is stupid it's not the fact that that question is in your head yes. it means that your brain wants to expand something that someone out there does not have mm-hmm. and you would not go beyond where you think you are because you don't want to ask a stupid question like ask stupid questions ask guys stupid questions. ask stupid questions yeah, and after that then you cannot ask that stupid question again, again because yeah. then you already know yes and most likely if you ask a stupid question to one person and you, you realize it's stupid you won't go and ask yes, it you because ask of anybody. 10 people <laughs> <laughs> on that note guys i have shared all of the vibe that i'm willing to share i'm going to take my friend away now but i'm <laughs> i'm really glad that you we got to do this podcast yeah, I'm, I'm excited happy. about it and I feel like there's somebody out there that's listening mm-hmm. that is feeling re-energized, yeah. if that's a word. <laughs> but really feeling like, okay, yeah. so it's time to try again. Either try again mm-hmm. or like now make a plan yeah. or like something has changed for you. And so I'm excited that we got to do this. I'm so excited. Like I was so nervous. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think this was exciting. Yeah. So I will give, I will drop Emma's handle in the description. Um, You can find her. The truth is, she will only pop up online in the middle of the night um, when she's sharing how much work she's getting done. <laughs> oh my god, that's not true. But I pop up when I travel. Yeah, she pops up when she travels. She makes yeah. the best travel content and then she's back to earth. Yeah. But um, I'm going to tell you something about her, which is she's very entrepreneurial. Right now is not the phase that she's focusing on, but when yeah. she comes, when she arrives, it's going to be like that Chinese bamboo thing Ooh. that's like deep roots love deep mm-hmm. roots and then when it shoots it will so yeah. watch out for her and i will say goodbye now see you guys next week bye, bye everyone
Thank you for being a part of the podcast today. If you want to find out more, head over to the show notes or you can head over to polapool.com slash podcast. Make sure to search for She's the Brand in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts or anywhere else podcasts are found and click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes.